for you keep radio welcome how's it going everybody got inside here jashley in the background hello Riggs. and our guest today lk aka what's going on gabe tell us a little bit about yourself buddy uh my name is gabe i rap i produce beats as well um <clears throat> i've been producing since i was like 14 i think that's when i got into my first uh daw very Started. nice. How old are you now? So we can put that in context. 24. Hey, all right. So 10 years producing and rapping. Yes. Well, I didn't start seriously rapping until I was like 18. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So are you from Santa Fe as well? Are you one of our brilliant local artists? Um, I'm a local artist right now because I live here, but I'm not <laughs> from here. <laughs> from right Colorado. On. Uh, Aurora, Colorado. It's like near Denver. Well, <laughs> basically, Aurora is, as you're saying, is Denver. It's like nestled right in there. It's exactly. Like That's the why middle. I say it's near Denver because everybody's like, "Oh, you mean Denver?" Because it's like a suburb. Yeah, of this shit. yeah. a huge metropolis eating everything. Right. Well, well right. so what can you tell us about the scene over there? Is it uh, is it a sort of a live scene? I mean, to be expected of a younger city or? Uh oh yeah, it's definitely popping. I mean, there's people everywhere. You know, uh, the music scene. I feel like in Denver it still has a lot of uh, pull towards the metal scene right now. You know, like I know a few local rappers and stuff. But I don't think there's a whole lot of rap shows for local artists. They definitely have some big name artists. Everybody's um, always stopping through Denver. Yeah, that's true. So, but I think it's a pretty good scene. Like it's still growing, you know. Mm-hmm. How long? How long did you say you were there? Uh, in Denver. Yeah. Well, so I was born in uh, Georgia. I moved to Colorado when I was like two. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I came out here in New Mexico when I was uh, about 19. And then, oh, right on. Yeah. Went back to Colorado for a short stint, like eight months, and then I just came back here in July. So you've only, you've only been in New Mexico probably about five years now. Yeah, pretty much. I'm still, like, figuring New Mexico out, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of figuring out. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, figuring out comes with the people and the territory, and especially where to do the music that uh, we try to do. Cause uh, yeah, are you? Do you put on any shows anywhere like Warehouse Twenty One or Evangelos? Um, I have played shows over there before. Uh, I haven't put on anything recently though. But Evangelos, they have like a a Wednesday night like freestyle kind of thing, right? Or yeah, soon to so. be soon to be discontinued. I think, I right? Think it's all, Didn't they? It's all they closed yeah. Evangelos down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, not, I thought it's that not already closed. Yeah. I hope it's not already so. closed. Maybe I go have one last beer over there. Or There's a, right. Like it's that. a good this venue. Is awesome. What's, what's it's, it's, it's a bar downtown. It's on the corner there. It's it's owned by a, a vet. It's right by Skylight. He's got some some important. Gosh. I don't know chops in town i guess you could say there's some other shows going on out there at the brewery at the santa fe brewing company we saw under the crown and outstanding citizens yeah a few other local crews there a week and a half two weeks ago damn so there's some little shows going on and so you're into doing those or oh definitely right now okay no man i want to do as like uh as many shows possible you know just get out there whether it's small whether it's big like Uh 
the people definitely make the show, but I find the small shows are uh, a lot nicer. They're more intimate. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's less people. You're like talking to these people right in front of you. Oh, I once, uh, once heard a, a lead singer of a band say, you know, people can't really hate on you if you're like right there in their face. You know, right? Yeah. That's a good point. If you're like mm-hmm. rapping and somebody's standing in the crowd, they're like dancing with you. They're gonna get into it, you know. Yeah, that's a little jewel. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of wisdom right there, no doubt. So, what kind of people would you say that you're? I don't know. You're aiming for, or trying to appeal to. Do you have a a kind of I don't know favorite kind of fan maybe or a, a group that you're you're aiming at in particular? Uh, I think just young people in general. You know. Um, Feel like I'm young, my friends are young, have a younger brother, you know, and Fair. yeah, <laughs> and as much as I don't want to say anything that that I don't want him to follow, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to say, oh, dude, like fucking do drugs, whatever. Um, I also want to talk to the people that are doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like just talk to everybody that's young. Try and have a positive message. Uh, I don't think any age range specifically, you know, but anybody that's listening, really. Well, because that's it. There's a pretty big difference between, like, us, you know, technically millennials and this, I guess you could call them Gen I, this next younger generation that's Is, is that now. I yeah. because it's, like, the yeah, iPhone generation? Yeah, theoretically. Is that what, what it is? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, like, I, I thought we were Generation Y or something. No, no, no they already happened. But no, no, I think, like, I also might pertain to the, uh, like, the idea of identity or perhaps, like, the insistence on, uh, you know, your personal importance. Interesting. I think that definitely resonates in there. So, I mean, how do you feel you fit in, into that as a rapper? I mean, of course, it's about it's about spreading your name and getting out there. But, you know, do you feel like, I don't know, you have a really important message or do you feel you do it for the love? Or wh- why do you make your music? It's interesting. Uh, I've always felt that I made music just to make someone else move, you know, whether it's like hmm. physically the dance to the music or like... If it makes them want to do something, you know, um, try and change the community. Like when I was in school, my teacher was talking to us about kind of trying to change the world with our music, you know. Um, And thinking about music, it's always a reflection of what's happening around us, you know. And so I think I want to put as much of that into my music as much as you know, talking about myself or just talking about something that's real, something that I'm going through, um, or that I'm passionate about also, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. So so a little bit of processing music, a little bit of your communication to the world, I guess, also. Yes. Okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, I definitely feel that music's one of those things that has a healing power <coughs> for oneself, but then also for you know, for the lucky recipient, right? Especially if you're making some good tunes. So That's true. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um all right, and so and what kind of style? You and I were talking about this off mic a little bit before, but um, for all the listeners, what kind of style of music would you say you 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 make if you had to try to characterize it in the realm of hip hop? So, yeah, I think hip hop is a pretty broad spectrum. But uh, we, you and I, were talking about like the old school kind of style of rapping, and then newer modern today like mumble rap kind of. Like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think there's a place for, for both things. I think personally I like 
the old school um, and trying to really say something, try and have a message, be lyrical. But mm-hmm. also, I really like hype-ass beats as well, you know? And I think if you can mesh, I think when they mesh, it sounds pretty awesome, you know? Uh, So I kind of want to be right in between, honestly, bridge the gap if there is such a thing. Okay. Who knows? I definitely think there is such a thing, and you can can definitely do it, because I've heard some pretty mellow, really good rappers rap on some really hard beats like some yeah. of these guys have and it's a, it's a lot of beat fetishism that people are after so like as long as you've got those really powerful raps like and you've got that kind of more trappy what <coughs> people are looking for beat behind them you're still gonna have a great tune and i believe that bridge can't be gapped that's true so yeah Damn. i mean in that in that realm of what do you what would you <coughs> define loosely as success for you in that in that frame you as know, far like, as hip hop or like as a rapper? Yeah, as a rapper. Like, what are the hallmark skills that you're kind of, call, kind of cultivating in order to like achieve that? Mm. So, uh, right now, I just want to practice more, more freestyling, listening to more lyricists. I realized that, like, <clears throat> as a lyricist, I haven't listened to a whole lot of rappers' albums, like, front to back and really studied it, you know? <laughs> Just Naughty like, yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it sucks because it's like, I'm I'm tw- 24, I'll be 25 this year, and I'm like, I want to get out there and do something, but also I want to like study the shit and like really listen in- to what these dudes were saying, like what they were doing to fucking get so popular, what made them different from everybody else, and really try and take that into account in finding my own style, you know? Yeah, so some... Uh artists you want to name that are specific influences for you that uh that you're listening to right now for instance something that's really lighting up your stereo oh there's honestly a lot of artists out there can't really say that i have like i don't know any specific influences right now uh but i'm trying to take in more things i really like uh anderson pack heard some of his stuff recently and i like kind of what he's doing um, yeah, he's cool. <clears throat> he's pretty cool. <laughs> and I also, oh yeah, hold on, just gotta. Oh, I was just saying that he's cool, Anderson. <laughs> Thanks for adding that, Josh. Thank you. That's Thanks, Josh. He is dope. It's a new <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but also like thinking about the youth and what is popular right now. I listen to some of these younger rappers, like some of the people that are doing some mumble rap. And I do like a lot of that shit because it is hype, you know. Um, I'm kind of listening to the message and being like, I don't know. Maybe I don't agree with it. Maybe I do. Maybe I can understand what the fuck they're saying. What would you say that message is if in you know, short line you could sum it? Is there one distinct message for that kind of rap? In the way that a lot of older hip hop had a distinct single message. <laughs> oh, that's it's super just hard. it's just lit. It's like hype all the time. Like I was working with uh, some some friends in Colorado, and <clears throat> they were kind of trying to do that more popular style of music, you know, using auto tune or just like talking about whatever money and women and cars and whatever the fuck on <laughs> every track. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's honestly so hard to really do that shit, man. Just because they were really dedicated to it. They were in there all the fucking time. Like every time they thought of something like 
you know, they're in the studio. I think the message is you could fucking say anything. You could do anything you want. And, like, people will turn up to it if it's if it's hype. If they really feel the message, you know what I mean? Mm. I like the idea of turning up, like, okay, I want to drink, I want to smoke, whatever. <clears throat> Maybe it's not an all-the-time thing, and I don't think it's something you should do all the time. But, you know, I think... It's about the feeling of that music, you know, like you might listen to it when you're at a party or just like when you're in your zone, you know what I'm saying? You're like playing golf or whatever the fuck it is that you do. You're at work and you're like, oh, it's my jam. And it's just lit. It's really hard to explain. (laughs) It's hard to explain like hyphy, you know what I mean? Because I don't get it. I don't understand why I like it, you know. Why it's drawing, why it draws you. Yeah, I don't really get it. Like he he put it in pretty good words, but like, do you? Do, I mean, do you get it? Like, why you oh, like sure. hyphy? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to I'm like line that I don't out. understand. <laughs> I genuinely don't get like. Well, y- and I think it might have something to do with uh, sort of the change that we were, I was mentioning a little earlier with, you know, the importance of like the self right now in terms of how important your identity is, how important you look online, you know. But before we get too deep into that, let's uh, have a listen to one of your songs here. I got uh, some 90s shit, I think is what this one's called. So uh, let's have a listen. We'll get back at you in a sec. Thank you. 
Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is Beekeep Radio. We're just coming back from a break. Uh, during the break, we were talking about the Cash Me Outside girl. And now uh, she seems to be getting some traction nowadays without necessarily having much creative control over her work. So uh, we'll get back into it. Saying, right? Like, I know I said this about you. It's all just, I, I wouldn't even say shock value. Because I feel like she's really that type of person to be like, bitch, catch me outside. Yeah, no, but. definitely. <laughs> it's crazy what we, uh, what we think of as entertainment these days. Like, well, what we value in entertainers, too. Ooh, that's you know, true. The interesting message about the Cash Me Outside girl is that she's, well, she was 14 when that originally took yeah. off. And so there's no life experience to be drawing from as an artist in that case. So right. it's, it's yeah. really hard to say that she's developed some sort of style. And case in point, she has three writers and she works with them, you know, and you know, it's, it's almost like the fallacy of the music video, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this girl's not old enough to drive, but she's driving in a music video. You're right. So the whole image preceding the reality is seems to be a current theme, right? Like, there it is again, unfortunately. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. That's a, we're doing the beekeeper. We seem to love the old school, for sure. And uh, I don't know. They had a little bit more of a cohesive message, but... Yeah, anyway, so the, the, the skills question, too, I was wondering a little bit about, like, the things that you practice most. You said freestyling. You said uh, lyricism. That's something that we can definitely agree with over here. Word. So important. And rap needs to continue to develop, and you have to have a lot of really skilled lyricists in order to push rap forward. And basically, it'll, I think it'll lose credibility if you don't have people really putting in that effort on the almost the academic level of rap. So do you see yourself as one of those people who's working as an academic in rap or are you doing it? Um, I think I'm still refining myself in that area. I haven't gotten back to a daily routine of like practicing it academically, you know what I'm saying? Reading up on it and kind of surrounding myself in that um, like I want to, but think that's what I'm working towards. You know, okay. I wouldn't call myself that right now, but that's where I want to be at. You did mention earlier, like, you wanted to start studying, like, right. the, the albums from the first song to the end and right. actually sit down and listen to it multiple times, like, try and figure it out. That's, exactly. That comes back to, like, the academia of it. And a few of the artists that I would say I want to study are, like, Dr. Dre, just oh no, he's he's shit, fantastic. All of his so early great. stuff is just so killer, and the way he he puts everything together, and the way he adds in skits to his <clears> albums as well, I think it's like that a real break from like the music, and it's still more just like this is kind of what we do all the time, but kind of like an emphasized version. Right, of what we're actually he's talking. Doing. I mean, I feel like every time. Uh, you know, you get into a song, sometimes you envision it kind of like a movie, you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, you take absolutely. The skit in, you're like, this is what's going on in the shit. Oh, shit. Can we uh, take a pause real quick? Yeah, I gotta take a little break. All right, Beekeeper Radio, I'm gonna stop All there right. for a second. We've had a few requests for some Beekeeper songs on the podcast, so we're gonna play a snippet from an upcoming Rum Dad release, tentatively called. Sipping from the liquor cabinet. This beat's called Be for Life, produced by Rum Dad, mixed by JSI.
are back from our little break. Sponsored by Cuervo. Sponsored by Cuervo. We've got the product placement. We got LK here, Riggs Insight, Josh in the house too. Hey, Josh. We're talking a little bit about the Cash Me Outside girls, some other local <laughs> heroes, and uh, some hallmarks of success in the, in the hip hop game here. And uh, LK was talking a little bit about his style. And uh, so, okay, so let's go back in time a little bit. Just a little yes. bit. I would like to go back to the beginning <clears throat> of uh, kind of your hip-hop years. And I want to see who was the artist or artists that you were listening to back in the day that actually made you want to start making your own beats and, like, starting Dude. to try to even rap. Because so, everybody remembers the beginning. That's true shit. All right, so uh, just... My whole musical career, I started uh, playing guitar when I was 12, and then nice. when I was in high school, um, I was, yeah, I was about 14, and my homie had a copy of FL Studio, and he was like, yo, check this out, dude, it's pretty dope, and, cause we would just bullshit and, like, freestyle and fuck around, like, make some bullshit beats on GarageBand, cause that's, like, what the fuck we were learning how to do, you know, um, and so I started using it on my own. I was making like a bunch of dubstep beats and shit. And then later I transitioned into making uh, hip hop beats. Um, I'm not really sure what artists really made me start want to making beats. Like I can't remember the names of the artists I listened to that were playing dubstep and shit. You know. <laughs> That's fair. There were so many of them. There's at the so time. many fucking many of them. But I was just like, damn, this shit sounds dope. You know, <laughs> and I really liked making some crazy-ass bass wobbles and shit. I think some of that is transferred into my beat making because uh, I kind of like it to make it cinematic. Like, honestly, listening to some of my beats now, I think it's lacking that same element as some of uh, the earlier stuff I made. So I kind of want to get back to that because listening to some of these producers is just like uh, really some shit you would hear in a movie, you know? started off coming in with some horns and shit and it's like it's like all slow and shit and oh, then yeah. goes into the beat and then when you watch the video it just makes sense you know it's like oh uh-huh yeah yeah link back to <laughs> mostly a video experience exactly yeah there's something about the layering of sound too and some modern music that's that's going on there and that's like a hallmark of higher level production too that we just never yeah. had nobody had you know, 20 years, nobody was doing that 20 years ago. Gotta so create like, fucking textures with that yeah. shit. And as far as rapping, uh, I definitely would say, you know, when I turned 18, my girlfriend at the time was listening to a shit ton of Odd Future, and I was like, who the fuck are these dudes, you know? And I listened to uh, whatever Yonkers, I think, by Tyler the Creator, which is like, you know, the song, song that every... It's a great song, but it's also the song that, like, if you don't really listen to him that much, you you probably heard that shit, yeah. you know? And you're like, oh, yeah, not nah, fuck with this dude. That was you on know? the radio for a little bit, I think, too. Really? So, yeah. That's crazy. At least here in Santa Fe. Damn. that's They have some dope radio stations here in Santa Fe, dude. Like, they don't... Sometimes the late hours, they just don't believe shit out. Right. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> They just oh, get lazy with yeah. it. They're just like, all right. It's like, Tupac just said, nigga, on the radio? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, so I heard that shit and then started getting into other rappers like Mac Miller and shit. Just like, 
seeing all these young people, these young faces that were getting huge just off of fucking making music and rapping. And I was like, shit, dude, I, I could fucking do that shit. And then I, <laughs> and then I started like, struggle, yeah. I would chill, fucking smoke weed and freestyle and shit. And then started making beats, you know, uh, at my friend's house or at my my house. Um, and I was just like, oh, shit. All right, this is going somewhere. Like, this is cool. This is fun. And just kept going with that shit, you know. What were some milestones for you in your development as an artist? <sighs> Big Damn. transitions or things that suddenly dawned on you one morning you woke up and went, oh, my God, I figured that out. Why <laughs> haven't I been doing this for years? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh... I mean, you went from dubstep to hip hop too, and wow, big jump. Yes, yeah, so yeah. pretty big. That's a fairly big jump. I feel like so. it's not even that big because, like, the beats. If you listen to dubstep, like the beats are pretty simple. You know, some kind of repetitive. They have some cool drums and stuff, and then some eight oh eights and some different other type of basses, like fucking synth bass, sub bass, like it's crazy fucking synth sounds and chords and shit. It's I don't know. It's like I could see somebody rapping over it. You know. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, drum and bass kind of had that, you know, rappable side, and I think dubstep had a little bit of that yeah, going for it very too. True. You know, I mean, it's not it's not so easy. I think sonically to rap over. There's a lot of, yeah, you know, there's a lot there's there's already shit going on. And yeah, you know, it doesn't give you a lot of space necessarily, but uh, MCs have been known to adapt to all kinds of bizarre media. So, but uh, you were asking me what was something that I just like. Can you ask me that question again? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So what are some, I don't know, hallmarks that were a, a, a cornerstones of change, big, I don't know, transitional points for you mm. where you noticed something really different about your craft or you woke up one morning feeling suddenly different, better, or... I think it really had to do with the people that I was around, you know, starting to meet other people in MCs and be like, damn, these guys are fucking good, you know, and being able to keep up with them and be like, oh, let's all fucking freestyle and other people around you kind of hyping you up and be like, oh, damn, that, that shit was actually pretty cool. Like, I don't think I ever woke up and was just like, damn, you know, I think I've gotten a lot better. Like, obviously, listening to things I've made in the past and now I'm like, okay, there's been some improvement you know, but personally, I don't think I ever think of myself as as like super great or some shit. It, it always takes somebody else telling you that that shit is really good for you to be like, yeah, damn, that's okay, true. Yeah, I the outside that, validation you know? is a real thing. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a perspective thing too, because it's like if it if a few different people listen to it and they're all like, oh, I really like this, you know, or they can tell you different things about it, then. I don't know. It just gives you a different idea about it, you know. So I think I don't really – I try and not have too much of an opinion and be, like, too cocky about my shit until I hear somebody else's opinion, you know. Oh, okay, I don't want to yeah. be like, oh, yeah. yeah, that makes this sense. Is some, like, some Kanye shit. Like, I feel like I am on that kind of shit because I heard someone say he just listens to his own records in his house, you know. Yeah, that's all he does. I think sorry he said that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I went over to Kanye's house, and he's just like, listen to himself, like, damn, that shit is dope. And I think I do the same shit, like, for a while there, I, I met, like, another rapper from uh, Colorado, a dude named Kersey. And uh, he was he was a young dude, like, I was in school and shit, and this dude's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, like, traveling around playing my music, like, I didn't even fucking go to school, and I was like, damn, dude, that's awesome, you know? Fuck yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and... He was saying that he was 
coming up with an album and he was listening to a lot of 20s music and stuff so he could feel like he was in that era so after hearing that kind of shit i just like rarely listen to outside sources like my music and then like some people i knew you know um so I think in that way, I'm definitely like Kanye, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, uh, trying to so, be on some next level shit. And so for you on one of your own tracks, you know, what do you need for you to think that it's good before you get an opinion from somebody else? So like what are, I don't know, I guess some, some core values you hold in your beat making or in your lyricism or... You know, something like that. I don't know what are imp- okay. what things are important to you in your in your yeah. song. So for the beats, I think uh, I don't know. I, that that's really a touchy subject because it's like a lot of my shit I don't release because I'm just like ah, it's not finished yet or whatever. I think if I can uh, put like play it all the way through and be like, oh, that sounds that sounds kind of cool or like sounds catchy or like I'm jumping to it, then I'm like, okay, I I want somebody else to hear this, you know. Um, and also, I think it's like uh, when whenever I'm making a beat, it's it's kind of just a bunch of different loops and shit like that, you know. So sometimes I go into it like, okay, do I want to make a verse, chorus kind of thing? And so you know, I never really know if it's done yet, you know. I okay, I also heard another artist uh, say, you an, a song is never really finished; it's just surrendered, you know, like. You're just like, I'm not really good with this, but Fuck it's good it, enough for other people. Yeah, right? Like, I got to I gotta do something with it, so there it is. It's done. It's as good as it's going to get kind of thing. Um, as far as lyrics go, what's acceptable for me, I guess, uh, I don't fucking know, man. Like, I definitely constantly second-guessing myself, going back and saying, like, ah, I could do this differently. I can make this better. But again, I think it's, especially if I'm around somebody else I know is really lyrical or somebody that I know is going to kill it on the mic, then like I want to write something that's going to be just as good or better or, you know, Mm -hmm. something that they're going to like, you know. Mm. Um, But if I'm writing, (laughs) 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 trying for sure. Um, But like if I'm writing by myself, I guess... I don't know. I I just make whatever I think sounds really cool. I'm, I, I listen to it and I'm like, oh damn, that sounds that sounds tight. You know, add it in, or if I'm just kind of freestyling and listening to the to the beat or something, I'll like take this part out and say, oh damn, that makes sense, and try and build off of that or something. You know. Okay, so you have a pretty organic approach to like most of your rap writing in other words like you kind of go with the feel of it instead of say building on like a, a structure you know or like a, a stylistic cue that you want to employ all the time like uh, I think your... it depends I uh, I definitely go on the feel with it or uh, go with the feel of it um, I don't think I have something that I revert back to every single time but you know sometimes it's a little bit different like I might listen to a song and be like, damn, that sounds cool. Maybe I could do something like that or um, come up with a theme or something that I'm thinking of, something happened to me that day and like, oh, just let me try and make a song about this, you know, build a chorus first and then rap off of that. Sometimes like the beat is there first and then I'm like, oh, what would be really cool here? You know, it's, I, I guess it's organic, you know, there's all kinds of different ways uh 
that I want to start rapping, you know, that gets that initial spark of inspiration. Just like, gotta write this shit down. There you go, yeah. yeah. Do you have a hard time with choruses? Gotta ask this, because we... That's a good question. There. We have been struggling to come up with the chorus that can catch a generation and just hold them. Fuck. That's a big, that's a big requirement there, Riggs. Uh, how, how do you think your chorus is? I think I come up with the pretty high choruses, but it's always a collaboration. Like, you know, I think I might say one part that sounds good, and then the next person will be like, oh, what if we add this right after it? Or, like, change this, you know? change this word or something. I guess it all depends on if, you, if you're if you in the studio and you're like, we have a theme, a concept, or something like that that you're creating the chorus around, or if you're just trying to make something catchy, because that shit is definitely hard. Uh, I've been known, I think, to write long choruses, especially if I'm getting on a lyrical song. You know, there's like, here's some songs that have a refrain and like you kind of don't know where the chorus is. You know, there's different parts of it throughout the song or yeah you know or it like references back to the same four lines like a couple different times and you're like exactly. whoa that went by real fast but i'm pretty sure that's the second time he said yeah. that yes. and the beat kind of just like changes like one thing drops out yeah i like shit that's not necessarily repetitive but, but something that can be repeated you know uh, if that makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good groove to it for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, stylistically, you guys almost described some R. Kelly stuff there, though. You know, <laughs> oh no, most of the same line. You know, you saw the, you know, hiding dude. in the closet. Oh, trapped in the called? closet. Trapped dude. in the closet. Oh, yeah, that shit's awesome, though. That, that's I mean, dope. No, that's. It, but that's. I'm glad you know, it's coming to Broadway. <laughs> I think, and that's a lot of I think what today's music is is like. Fucking R&B coming to hip-hop and rap, you know, that people don't like the mumble rap or whatever, but they have the melodies and the, the beats and shit. They're just trying to come up with the lyrics, you know. Some some singers, like, uh, have you guys heard of... It's it's Black, but it's like Six Slack or whatever that's his name. It's like Black. He's fucking... I, I wouldn't even call him a, a mumble rapper, but he's like, he kind of sings, you know, and uses the auto-tune and shit, but it's uh. over those kind of trappy mm -hmm. kind of okay. beats. Okay. And I think that's, uh, I don't know, I think that's pretty cool, man. Like, <laughs> fucking R&B is uh, mm -hmm. changing fucking genres, you know, <laughs> so transcending genres. For for LK, where do you where do you see your style? If you had to like crystal ball it to the future, like what are you what are you oh, aiming fuck. for? You know, you got some vein that you're trying to mine now, or I don't know for the future. Or you just I wanna really jumping in. I wanna start putting my time into all the different parts of music because I do play guitar and sing as well. You know, um, and I feel like it takes a lot for a person to be like all over the place like that, you know. Some people are like, oh, you can't fucking rap and sing and whatever. You can and do everything beats, you want, you know? man. <laughs> but I definitely want to try that shit, like, I don't know. I, I definitely want to, uh, if I if I had to see into the future, I want to be like the prince of rap. Like, that dude oh, is fucking doing Yo. some crazy shit, you yeah, know. that's real. It's on some next level shit. You want the little red Corvette? I want to be like... <laughs> I want to be like the George Lucas of rap. You know so some high aspirations. <laughs> so yeah, I want to right. make all of that money, but also just be on some crazy next level tip. And that dude was making like, they said two songs a day or some shit. I don't know how long it'll take me to reach that kind of status, 
That's fucking. That's pretty hefty. Well, I mean, every but. room in his in his house was miked, so he could just really? sit down in the bathroom and like <laughs> be inspired and just grab a fucking guitar and just like lay one out. That's you know? funny. Lay two out in the lay two case. out. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, well, hell yeah. So the rap game's got to watch out for. Okay, so you'll be coming up here. You got something coming out here soon? Um, I was actually thinking about that today. I've just thought of a of a new uh, name for an album, but Ooh. we'll see what happens. Cause I always have like the best names for albums, and then, you know, people are waiting. It's like detox. People are like, oh, when is that shit gonna come out? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully this time it it will. Um, won't release any names yet. Still wanna mull that no, over, no, but no. you know, hopefully you guys will hear something from me soon. Awesome. Um, Good Can to we, uh, find Good to you anywhere on the net, SoundCloud? Yes, SoundCloud, I was going to say uh, SoundCloud, Gabe Thomas 1. Also, uh, I'm on Reverb Super Nation. Easy. Say it's that one more time. Reverb, Reverb Nation. I'm mm-hmm. under uh, Raging Emotional Kids with a Z. It's all one word. Super old, but, you know, I got some other shit on there. Taking it back to the dubstep days. like <laughs> All kinds of shit, you know. Um, and under the name LK, actually, I'll probably... Release something on Bandcamp. Um, so, uh, all right. Thank you for coming in. Okay. Thanks for joining Thank us, you guys. Game. So Great much to for meet having you. me. It was awesome to meet you guys. Hopefully, we'll be kicking it a lot more often. Absolutely. That would be I fantastic. Like getting some collab on. Right? <laughs> right well, thanks Indeed. for tuning in. Beekeep Radio. Thanks for Nine. joining us. Buzz, buzz. Woo! <laughs> this has been a Beekeepers production 2018. Find us on Instagram at the Beekeepers, one word with a Z. And also at Podbean at beekeepradio.podbean.com.